Welcome to the Jada Edwards podcast. It's season two, and I'm still sharing with you what God is sharing with me. Well, we are just in episode two of a podcast series I'm doing called The Best Story You've Never Heard. And I have got the amazing, with the Bantu Knots, <laughs> Tasha Anthony. Hey, Jada. I'm so glad you're here. So I have to tell everybody, Tasha um, was in my discipleship group in, wait, what year did we say? It was like 2015, 2014, 2015. Ah, Joel was like a peapod. Yes. <laughs> Going to bed at seven o'clock at night. That's right. Yes. Because discipleship started at... 8 p.m. Because I was like, I'll do it, but y'all got to come over after bedtime. (laughs) And we did it. We did. And everybody traipsed in my house at 8 o'clock at night. And we stayed until God knows when. And we were tired and fussy the next day. Until Pastor came and put us out after Ms. Bible study and was like, it's over. It's over. It's enough. I hope your lives have been changed. It was so good. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it was that long ago. I know. It's like seven years. Like seven years ago. Seven years. Seven years ago. Oh, my gosh. Well, I... There was such a precious time for me and just to get to know you and all of these amazing women that we still have relationship with. So we're going to launch right in. I'm doing this series because I think God has given me a privileged vantage point. Like I get to meet all these amazing people and not even because of the church or ministry, just from discipleship, which mm-hmm. everybody needs to be doing. But I get to learn all these stories and I just realize how much I love people's stories. I love watching God's hand move through somebody's life. I love their aha moments. I love people seeing like, oh my gosh, that's what that's what happened when mm-hmm. I was 12. That's mm-hmm. why I'm doing this. And mm-hmm. I see. So I'm going to jump into my first question. I'm going to ask everybody. Describe your life in one word, if you can. So I thought about this, Jada, and I think the word that stands out the most about my life is reassembled. Ooh. Reassembled. Um, if I had to describe all the many facets of my life and what God has done, it is literally him taking it piece by piece mm-hmm. and putting mm-hmm. it back together. Mm-hmm. Because I told myself this story about who I was and then life and circumstances and people told me who I was. Mm-hmm. But God, when when I met him, mm. seriously met him, mm-hmm. he started to reassemble those pieces mm. and it just became something that I never imagined or how I put my story together, what I thought I was supposed to be doing was totally different than what he had for my life. Wow. So reassembled. That's, that's a great that's, word. That's my word. That's a great word. We probably all need to be striving for that anyway. Some kind of reassembly. Because whatever we're doing before God ain't right anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mine is probably like re-reassemble. Like I feel like I keep getting, he be like, mm. Well, I only needed one word, but it should be assembly required. That's That That should really be right, like right. all my assembly required. Yes. Much as it, don't we all need it. Yes. That is so good. That's such a good word. I'm going to start tracking all these words from these right. stories. These are good. Okay. So tell me the top two or three markers in your path um, that you think have been significant kind of pivot points. And you know my philosophy on this because of discipleship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even though great things will happen in our future, I really believe that it is in our early Mm -hmm. years that we get to see God's hand and we look back in retrospect and say, oh, those are those are pivot points. So tell me a few of yours. So I, I definitely have to say, and it took me a while to to realize that this this is a this is a moment like this is a marker, Tasha. And and I don't think I've ever really, for a long time, I didn't share this, but my mom's death was a pivotal moment mm-hmm. in my life, and probably one of the first, but probably over 
maybe five years ago, mm-hmm. I realized that that that's a moment. Mm-hmm. How old were you when your mom died? So I was three years old mm-hmm. when she when she was killed, and I I think as a child, I I dismissed that you weren't mothered, like mm-hmm. you didn't have mm-hmm. a mom. I had a parent mm-hmm. because you know my grandmother raised me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait a minute, what's that? We used to talk about you. Is mom? Mo- Go ahead and say it right. Mom. Momo. 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 Right? We would be like, Moo Moo. She was like, nah. We would be like, Mimi. Gotta be from Louisiana. Gotta be from Louisiana. Everybody call it grandmother Momo. So, you know, Momo raised me, right? And so, that was a story every night. We talked about that every night. We just had to harass you. How's Momo? Say it again. I didn't say it. How's Momo doing? I, I, I often meet somebody from Louisiana and they say it. I'm like, right, because that's your mama. That's your grandma. It's your mom. So, you know, mama raised me. Yes, and so yes. um, I, I think growing up, I didn't recognize that there was a loss and a gap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so as I became a mom and as I got older and got really started shaping my story, I realized there's something here. This loss has impacted you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And honestly, 2015, between discipleship and counseling, mm opened up this wound like you you have a disconnect with women mm. because you had an abandonment issue Ooh. that was never addressed and I was like abandoned I wasn't abandoned so you know you start priding yourself yeah. I mean I had, I had a grandmother that sister, I had aunts and all these things but it wasn't until that season that I realized that's huge for you mm-hmm. and that has that has been your struggle mm-hmm. in your relationships with women even my relationship with my husband because the first connection you normally have is with your mom and, mm-hmm. and the first attachment that you have so I was so detached from so many people but I never connected to that mm. and so that would definitely be one of the first markers um I think That's the second good. one is um this whole being a school administrator Ooh. so yes because tell us real quick what you do because that, oh that's goodness. been a whole journey unto itself huh. currently so, right now you are I'm an assistant principal at an elementary school okay and and that was just, a whole interview just, should I we had so many conversations about that they they not hiring me. I didn't apply for twelve jobs. <laughs> Where and, you at, God? And fifteen people have a job, and I know they're not qualified, which yeah, is all a the whole things. other journey. Right. But even then, Jada, like I was clearly, I'm supposed to get these jobs. Mm-hmm. But just becoming an educator, just the fact that I became a teacher. Mm. I hated school. Like, mm. hated. There's hope for somebody. That's, nah. that's the word for somebody. Hated. Or some could, parent. Could, <laughs> right. If your if your child hates school, just wait. There's hope. Hold off. But I hated school. School was where I struggled um, just in academics. Um, I was awkward and I did not like girls. I, most of my friends were guys. Mm-hmm. I constantly, they don't like me, they're jealous. That was my motto. You mm-hmm. know, women don't like me because they're jealous of me. They weren't. They just didn't like you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened as I started to, you know, identify a career, I really chose teaching because my husband was like, you had this baby, you need to work, you can't be no stay-at-home mom, you need a job. Mm. And so when I got into education, (laughs) I could not figure out, like, what do I want to do? And so I ended up being, like, a paraprofessional Mm -hmm. in the school system, and um, I would read all of these educational plans of Mm -hmm. students who were struggling with their learning, and I was like, I want to work with these kids. These Mm. are the kids I want to work with. Fast forward, I became a teacher, and even my friends at home was like, a teacher? Who you gonna teach? Who's kid? But as God would have it, hey, I mean, who, who, who's child? Who gonna listen to you? But as God had it, my first job, my first teaching job, was at a behavior school. 
for wow. students who were struggling learners, but who had behavioral challenges that people didn't understand. Uh-huh. And, so and that resonated with you personally. It just it had did. To, it just did yeah. because my students would come to me because they had gotten into a fight, cussed out their teacher, all the things. Mm-hmm. And there was just this moment, my second year of teaching, where this girl went off, like just cursed someone out. And I saw myself. I saw myself in that child, and I was the only person in the building who was like, don't suspend her. Just yeah. let her stay here. Yeah. Just let her stay. And she stayed with, for 30 days at the alternative school. She had to stay for 30 days. Stay for 30 days, and probably about the 25th day, she said something to me. And it was okay Are because I got it. By the 25th day, she come here every day. Put her head down. And I didn't need her to because I was studying her because there was something in her. I was like, she's angry. She's angry about something. Yeah. And so I think it's, hold on, that is for 25 days. 25 days. She's up at 30. But here's the thing, and this is what you're not, you haven't said this word, but that is empathy. And it's not just casual, Mm -hmm. I can kind of connect with you. That's the divine because it is only when we're empathetic. When we get to see ourselves, because hey, we self-centered, mm-hmm. we naturally mm-hmm. self-centered, right? Mm-hmm. If we were godly, we could just love people, <laughs> right? Everybody deeply, but God's like, no, you gotta love people that you see yourself mm-hmm. in, and that is so powerful to know that you can extend this kind of grace, have this kind of patience, mm-hmm. because of empathy. That the person that you um, think that everyone else may discount, mm-hmm. God will show you a glimpse of yourself. Yes. In that person. And that was it, Jada. That was the turning moment in education for me. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm like, I was going to be a behavior teacher forever. Like, we used to laugh. Because how did that feel? How did you, how did, how did, did you know in the moment it was defining or just looking back? Just looking back now. I didn't, I realized it was defining maybe a couple years into it because uh-huh. there would be a pattern of it. Uh-huh. Like, so I would get a student who reminded me of myself in terms of my behavior. But then I started getting kids who were being raised by their grandparents like like the the my last year of teaching I had seven boys being raised by their and I was like god what are you doing like like how and 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 they didn't come in and say I was being raised something would happen and then they have an attitude and I got to go through a whole day of you know what happened at home Mm. and I mean just student after student was like me and my grandmother this and I'm like is he serious so I'm gonna be in this class this this is me I'm gonna be in this classroom forever because you're gonna keep sending kids (laughs) right who who have stories that look like mine to come in there and so it was then probably about my seventh year of teaching that I was like oh this isn't this isn't just you needing to be in education this is divine like he appointed you here for these kids and so many life stories with grandmothers, like just being able to hear their stories yeah. and then reminding me, like I remember like bawling, crying one morning, calling my grandmother on the way to work saying, I'm sorry. Mm. You know, I'm sorry because I would listen to the stories and the pushback. And I'm understanding the grandmother's um, fight with her kid every morning and mm-hmm. trying to get him to school. That was my story. Yeah. That was like, oh, story. that's what I was that's, doing. That's exactly all what this time. So, yeah. That's so crazy. That, I mean, like, so that was, that's that's my mom's death and definitely the the whole getting into education. But then, Jada, just becoming a, becoming a principal. Who mm. who would have thought, like, being a leader, what I realized in education was I didn't seek out being a teacher, but I absolutely sought um, becoming an administrator mm-hmm. because I felt like there was something more that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my story with Mason, mm-hmm. with my middle child and having so many behavior concerns with him, mm-hmm. I was like, Mason can't be me. Like, how's, how is Mason's story going to be my story? You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. different. He's in a two-parent home, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. But what God did there was he started connecting me with parents. Mm. Parents who needed, so as I'm 
giving grace to parents and trying to figure out how do I help them with their child's social emotional heels like the same way. I helped you mm-hmm. with Mason. With that like, right, right, right. You, you behind the. But di- wait, because hold on now, because now you got to be first of all self aware. Yep. Yes. And you got okay. And I need to tell the people if you're just listening and not watching. If you're not listening, if you're not watching, you go YouTube anyway. But if you're just listening, Tasha is cute, and we like to be cute. Hmm. We both have talked hmm. about this. She that, got on the fly black rim glasses. She got bantu knots in her hair. And some velvet cardigan situation happening. She cute for fall, y'all. But that we've talked about that, like mm-hmm. appearance and what people think it's, of us. So now you like, oh wait a minute, are you saying I have to be and tell this vulnerable? man that mm. me behind his assistant principal that's not in work hard to yeah, get that, that I can that, relate that I, to him. <laughs> that, try to do that. Those are the things, and and it, they're they're so humbling, Jada, because every like every single. Mm situation or every single season he was like oh i need you to remember mm. i need i don't need you to come in here brand new like you mm. went to school for four years got a master's degree and somebody offered you we work for this mm. but you're not here for that mm. and it took me a long time to realize that you're not here to say i was uh top of my um my family to graduate college that's mm. not that's not why we're here mm-hmm. that's that's not the marker like mm-hmm. that's not it that's 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 great yeah but you're here for these kids, and yeah. I need you to act like you're here for these kids. Yeah. And so, okay, so now I have to back up because okay. first of all, I want to ask, even and it don't have to be a spiritual answer. Do you remember any of that first feeling when that girl spoke to you after 25 days? I do. I absolutely do. And here's why: because the speak wasn't, "Hey, Miss Anthony, <laughs> can I get my pencil?" Of course it wasn't. What'd she say? The speak was, I don't know why you're standing here talking to me. <laughs> and that opened, that, all that, yeah. I'm, I'm standing here talking to you because I want something different from you. And that opened <laughs> up the door. It wasn't like, hey, I'm ready to learn. Right. It was, she hadn't given me anything. She would come into that classroom every single day and sit down, put her head down. And so the moment she said, I don't know why you're standing up here talking to me. Oh, now we're about to have a whole conversation. Right. Here's why. And so as I sat listening to her, I would I would sit and she would give me one word answer, one word attitude. And I said, I still I'm still sitting here. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to sit here and, mm-hmm. and I still want to hear your story. Mm-hmm. And so that opened the door. And the next day she may not have said anything. But then the following day it was mm-hmm. like, oh, so she's going to keep on. Mm-hmm. She's going to keep on until I give her something. And mm-hmm. so what I saw in her was what I saw in myself almost 20 something years ago, Mm -hmm. a very angry child who was mad with everybody and didn't know why. Mm -hmm. Do you think of her, how often do you think of her or those early years in the season now? Because I think sometimes in our hard days, Mm -hmm. we just are dealing with that day. Mm -hmm. We're just like, you Mm -hmm. know what, God, for why? That's all. What are we doing, Lord? And and when it get real hard, mm-hmm. is it still, is it you, Lord? Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to be in it. He's like, mm-mm. Because we, right you here. asked for this for too right, long. Right here. It, it, I gave it to you. So one of the things I have to challenge myself with is remembering kind of my own pivot moments that mm-hmm. that may not seem to directly connect to today, but they were like critical on my path. Mm-hmm. I got to remember yeah. that first feeling of it's not even – success or accomplishment is something that it's a feeling of rightness, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and for the believer, it's, yeah. it's the Holy spirit, you know, Absolutely. but it's, it's a feeling of, yes, mm-hmm. this is why I'm here. Yeah. So how often, or do you have to recall those days 
Jada. In these days. <laughs> Literally. So every day, every day, especially being an administrator. And so I give her as an example, but I literally deal with some behavioral challenge on a daily basis and how I make I make my decisions based on often what would you want somebody to do for you? Mm. Well, in this moment, if this was you, how would you want somebody to have responded to you? And so there are just times when I am literally in the office and in my mind, you about to go home mm-hmm. and I'm dialing the number. Mm-hmm. And by the time I get on the phone with the mama, I'm like, so we'll go ahead and give them some grace today. Yeah. I was going to do a lunch detention mm-hmm. or just come up here in the morning. We're going to talk about some expectations and how he's going to meet those. So there, I mean, li- day by day, this thing has become, mm. How would you have wanted? Mm-hmm. What would you have needed? Or sometimes it's just sitting with them and just listening. So right. what? So you know, Imagine why did you, that? Yes, <laughs> right. Because, because no one did that for me, and so I try to give them the things that I believe that I, I needed mm-hmm. in those seasons. Okay, so I'm thinking. I think it's fascinating that God took a person with abandonment issues, and based on what you're saying, recently. You have realized the depth of those issues, Mm -hmm. but he was using you to meet abandonment issues even before you realized the depth Mm -hmm. of your own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? It is. He's like, you don't even know that this is you. Right. That this is you, but I'm going to use you Mm -hmm. in this way. Do you think that this transparent moment, do you think that there are, that it is easier for you to come to the aid of people outside your home and your career than it is in the home? There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm just there saying, you go. this is what it is. It absolutely I is. I think sometimes people it's, think only men see work as an escape. Mm-mm. That men, when work is hard, I mean, when family's hard, they're like, I'm about to go to work. I, but women, Listen. we find stuff. And ours may be Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Ours may be stay-at-home mm-hmm. mom stuff. Mm-hmm. But we find ways to escape where it's hard. Yes. What's that been like? To be thriving sometimes in, in your career and be like, dang. It's kind of twisted for me because I often feel like I I thrive and I want to be with my students. Mm-hmm. I want like I know it's trauma. I know that they've gone through all these things, but for whatever reason, it's easier for me to sit and listen to a student's story about his his parents having an argument last night and he didn't get anything to eat. That's a whole lot easier than me listening to my own child mm. say, "Well, you know the way you talk to me." Mm. last night mm. and 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 both of them are in the texting stage so they will text mm. all of their complaints the now feelings. so this is how you made me feel Ugh. that right there dealing with my own versus sitting with someone else's oh it's a whole lot easier it's easier to walk sometimes i leave early mm-hmm. in the morning i i have i mean i have a meeting mm-hmm. i'm going here and i'm gonna sit in this and get mm-hmm. ready for this day and so for whatever reason i think that i i have realized that god has planted me in school buildings mm-hmm. for kids but he also has a purpose greater than me are these students. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I see that so often um, yeah. just on a day to day when I walk in there, mm-hmm. like this is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So if you're listening, y'all listen, we know the struggle is real. It is. Sometimes I, our most significant impact. I mean, I think it starts at home and sometimes God gives us grace to have these uh, impact moments outside the home so they can continue to translate back at home. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's I'm thriving in ministry or thriving in work. Um, sometimes we thrive as parents mm-hmm. and not as spouses, yeah. you know, and it's easier to be with your kids or listen to their complaints or whatever mm-hmm. than it is your spouse. I think it's just fascinating how God is strategic and yeah. working through those layers. Yeah. So 
is there a part of your life that you're wondering how God will use this? Is there a part that still seems kind of unresolved, unassembled since reassembled is your word? I think there is. I think the the death of my mom, I think, is still That a, is such a big deal. We talked about this in discipleship. We did. And and Jada, even it's... in discipleship, I I couldn't really articulate what it was. Mm-hmm. And like seriously, over the last four to five years, I've been able to sit back and say, "Oh, that 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 leads you back to here, mm-hmm. or are you are you responded to this because of that?" Mm-hmm. So I, I honestly, I like I don't know exactly how he's using her death. I al- always think, you know, how could you take a mom away from three girls? Mm-hmm. You know, like like what what's the what what's the story behind it? You know, how mm-hmm. do you get glory and and what do you do with that? And I still don't know. There are pieces of my story where I, I think back and I'm like, well, you know, I feel like I'm a I'm a I'm a better mom or I've you know, I've worked really hard to to keep myself healthy and make sure, you know, I'm I'm mm. living right and doing the right thing so I can be here. And so, you know, those are all my selfish reasons mm-hmm. why of course he kept me here because of this. But I haven't really figured out what are you gonna do with that? Mm-hmm. And I know there's a story behind it and, and, and there is something that God wants to do with it. But I I often just think what are you going to do with that? Mm, like, yeah. how is that going Does to play out? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, do you have moments where the abandonment, even though you were very young, still feels fresh? Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, Jada, I think more so now than then. So I was three. And so I don't remember anything about her. Right. And I often tell people, like, if, if a mom passes away, like, keep her memory alive through pictures and things. And, and you know, we have technology and video. And they didn't have that then. But even more so now, mm-hmm. I think the older I get, the loss feels greater. Mm. Like, like it's fresh. Really? Like I can wake up some mornings and wish that I had her to talk to. Mm. where I can talk to my grandmother and I talk to my sisters. And, and I think for years I kind of looked at them as that, that, that figure, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. There is, there is a, a gap and, and a loss that is still just as fresh mm-hmm. um, as it was when I first realized it. What do you think, or let me rephrase it. How do you think that shows up in your relationship with God? Having those moments where you're like, I wait a minute. I just realized I missed a whole childhood with my mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does that feel like? I mean, honestly, I mean, we want it to be like God. I see yeah. you. I see your hand. Baby. Right. Yeah. But what's that? What's that raw feeling most of the time? Most of the time, it's how 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 could you? Mm-hmm. Like like sometimes it's what did we do? You mm-hmm. know what did, what did, what did we do? Or it's what did she do wrong? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's it's like what like. Maybe she wasn't doing this, that, and the other. Or, you know, like my grandmas always say, you know, when your time is why was her time up? Mm-hmm. And so often it is in, in those moments, it is, did you want to punish me? Mm-hmm. Like, like did, you, did, did you punish us because of something she did? You know, like, why isn't she here? Um, who, who did it? You know, and mm-hmm. then their moments. Her death was tragic. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, it was. It was mm-hmm. she, was, she was killed um, very tragically. Um. But then there are moments where I'm like, when you look at the scope of what happened to your mom hmm. and, and what God has done in the midst of all of that, it couldn't have been anybody but him who kept us. Mm. 
couldn't have been anyone but God. Because, you know, part of my story is that, you know, my grandmother, she raised us and she cleaned houses for families. Mm -hmm. And so she sent my sisters and I to the private school for the families that she worked for. Mm -hmm. They helped her pay for us to go to school. Mm, We had a predominantly white school Mm -hmm. um, and four African-American kids and my sisters and I being the the only three. Mm. I always felt so out of place, mm. you know, so out of place. We would like our, my friends, their their parents were, you know, doctors and lawyers and, mm-hmm. and nurses and all the things. And I would literally leave school and go to their homes to help my grandmother finish folding clothes mm. so we can go home for the day. Mm. And so there was always this sense of I don't belong. Yeah. You know, and so even today, even as I've worked hard and, and I have this career and this husband and his family, there are moments of insecurity that say, you're not worthy. Yeah, it's the imposter Yeah, syndrome. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like if they knew. Mm. And so, you know, for me, because I'm a overshare and a talker, yeah. I'll... I, I'll go ahead and tell the story so that so, so it doesn't feel bad. Right. So I'll, I'll but, tell you. But you're telling it not in vulnerability, like I'm inviting mm-hmm. you into yeah, it. Yeah. I'm telling it to you as a defense. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you before you find out. That, right. You can't hurt me because I've, I've already told you. Right. I've already told you. So how, do you, how, have you, how are you dealing with that now, the more you learn about yourself and learn about God, like this wrestle with feeling like an imposter, uh, afraid of vulnerability, these things that so many of us wrestle with? Because I think for people listening or watching it either comes from abandonment and this is abandonment not by choice Mm -hmm. it was by death sometimes it's from grief you know then you got the complexity of grief tied with abandonment Mm -hmm. so many things um how do you as all those things are swirling in you now which is like you become more aware Mm -hmm. the more you grow Mm -hmm. in god how do you press through those moments when you're like, no, God is saying, mm-hmm. no, say the thing for real? So I think one of the things is I really, so, I, you know, I love discipleship. I love discipling women. Mm-hmm. I love talking to women. I just love being with people. But one of the, the spaces he uses on my job is I see so many people pretending, so many people, you know, trying to, to touch the hem of the principal's garment. And so <laughs> I, I try to Do y'all create, heal. Yeah, right. I mean, like, that's, that's how you feel. So yeah. I, was, I was telling people, like, I didn't, I didn't realize the, the status that people try to give you in a role. And I'm just like, it's just, it, I'm, I'm just like y'all. Mm-hmm. But what he's allowed me to do is really be open, like be vulnerable in the moment Mm -hmm. to create this space for other people to just be themselves. Mm -hmm. So in moments where I'm like, are you oversharing so that you won't be found out? Mm. Are you are you telling your story mm. because someone needs it? And Ooh. so he convicts Girl, me in spaces. Like, like, I mean, like, am I just sharing it because I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know all the things about me so don't, nobody can use it against me. And when you look on my wall and see that my degree came from an online community, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. And he like, I don't care where it came from. Mm. It ain't about the degree. I, I, like, I don't, I don't care where you were able to get here to get this job. I placed you here. Mm. And I placed you here to tell this story. Yeah. Not where, where you came from or if you were first year college grad Tasha I just need you to tell them the story Girl, that's just, good and sometimes Jada I don't want to tell parents that Who I was fighting in school Who you know and then I, you know and, and, yeah. and he's like I need you to say it I need you I need Ugh. you to say and that like, how much God right you want me, <laughs> you want me to see and tell them that the, the principal yes. that's about to suspend their child was suspended he's like yeah mm-hmm. tell that part mm. and and it's it, sometimes it's the hardest place and sometimes it's the sweetest place mm-hmm. but, but it's in that I think not only is it obedient and people are blessed by it, but I think those are reminders for you, Tasha, that you're not abandoned. 
I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. And I don't got you because your story is clean and pristine. Right. Yes. I know your story. Yes. Says yes. the Lord. Yes. And I still, that's what's crazy. That is what's crazy about it. And when I think about it, and I was thinking just through, like, as you were talking about just being known, it reminds me like the woman at the well. Mm. And I often call myself, you know, you're just a woman at the well, just, mm-hmm. just look at, looking to be known. And, you know, for me, being an extrovert, I always feel like, I, you know, I'm known by my friends. I'm known by my family. You know, people are like, I, if I ain't known, I'm going to go in there and introduce myself so I can't be, <laughs> known. be known. Right. <laughs> As, but what God has really shown me, though, is I know you. They know what you give them. Mm. I know you. Mm. I, I know all the things you don't share yeah. when you're in small group. I know the, 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 the secrets or the things that you held back. Mm. And that known Ooh, is so different. You can't beat it. It's so different. It's so di- it. and, and that is like one of the places he's just taking me in this season. Like, yeah. but I know you. That's so good. And I accept you and it's okay. All right. Oh. So what's an unexpected lesson you're learning right now in this AP role? Oh, my goodness. So, you know, beginning of the year, I kind of talked to you about how, my husband had got a new job in Richardson and mm-hmm. came to actually applied to be an AP mm-hmm. and ended up getting a head job. Jesus. Principal. Was not looking for a head principal job. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, had been preparing, you know, like just when the, when the Lord opened the door. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't applying and searching just when he opened the door, but I was look, I was seeking this. Mm-hmm. To be principal. To be a principal. Yeah. To be a school principal. Because um, I've been an AP now for three years and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is my fourth year now. Right. I know. Because we, we have time. Right. Right. Because it's, it's, you know, I, I've been running right. this building for three years now. So clearly it's time. And, so my husband applies for an assistant principal job in my school district, and um, within an hour, he gets a job um, being offered a head principal job. And I was like, okay, what, you, congratulations. Like, I'm, You're I'm, trying to really dig like, down for joy. That's I'm awesome, I'm so excited babe. for you. Like, I, I mean, I knew you. I knew you. I knew you were going to get it. Okay. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, Lord, he, did, he, he was good. He's content <laughs> being an AP. He has been one for 12 years. But that's, that's exciting for him. And so late, right as the school year is about to start, I get a call, and there is a new um, assistant principal who has just gotten a head role as a principal, and uh, she's never been in elementary. And so we would like for you, mm. what the she's was. your principal. Yes, uh-huh. Uh-huh. she. W- we would like for you to move over with her. Oh, um, to support her because right. she's never been in elementary, and, and you have elementary background. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I'd love to. I'd love to. <laughs> And so as as my worlds are coming together, my husband is now a head principal. My new principal, who was an AP for mm-hmm. two years, mm-hmm. I've been one for three going on four, uh-huh. but my new principal, who's an AP for We're not two, that we keep in school, but just as, all, a, as a fact, all, uh-huh. has just got a head job. And so as I'm navigating this, and it's sweet for Ron, and I'm excited for him, and I'm excited for my new principal, I walked in one morning after a long conversation with Ryan about things that he needed to do because he was about to have a meeting mm-hmm. and he had some conversation. And I walk in to all the things that I'm explaining to my new principal as well. And God says, I know that you know all the things. Mm-hmm. I know that you set up last night helping your husband with all the elementary things. And you're about to walk in this building mm. and also help your principal with all the things. But in all your knowing. I need you to humble yourself and not tell everybody what you know, but lead from a place of let me come alongside you and follow him and follow her while I lead you. And so here I am in the middle of a really great school year and, and I'm loving it, but I am humbled daily where I am supporting 
my new principal, and I'm supporting my husband in some ways. But he's like, when you get to the house, I just need you to follow him mm. and also follow her because at the end of the day, she's also your principal. And you might know a little bit more that's not than the, the both of them. But I need you to follow Ooh, them. that's a lot of following. It's a lot of following. <laughs> it's a lot of following. It's a lot of Bible study. It's a lot of praying. <laughs> you know, the text messages I'll be sending you be a whole dissertation. Yeah. Take you a couple of days. It's, it's because the following is real. The following is real. Girl, that just that just helps somebody to see that God will, when he is trying to grow something in us, he's gracious enough to make work and home and all these other environments mm-hmm. make us deal with the same thing. Yeah. And so yeah. every day you got to look at your husband who has the job you want mm-hmm. and look at your principal who has the job you want. Mm-hmm. And you like, I got more qualifications than everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's the reason God's like, no, nah, I can't Mm-mm. get to you because you want it too Every much. Time. Girl, and whatever he has for you, mm-hmm. whether it's this or principal job one day, man, he's been glorified in you. Yeah. And, it, friend, it looks good on you. Thank you. I'm so you. proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, last question. Okay. What would the people in your life, is there anything the people in your life might be surprised to know about you? It can be light, deep, whatever. I think the thing that would surprise most, and I probably use work because that's that this everybody everybody else kind of know me mm-hmm. on the outside. I think in work, I think that people would be surprised to know how insecure I may walk in a building and I'm super confident and and I ain't got dressed and and mm. when you walk in that office, it looks like she has it all together. But the insecurity mm. that I have and I fight with as I Every walk day. in there feeling unworthy. Yeah. is so real and that I literally have to sometimes close that door and go before my face and say, okay, God, help my mind. Mm. Remind me that I'm enough. Remind me that you put Oof. me here. Like those things would surprise, I think, most people who work with me yeah. because there's such often this this mask that I yeah. put on when I walk in yeah. there. Yeah, that we all have. Yeah. And we have yeah. different ones depending on the need. Absolutely. I think people need to know that not only the beauty of the thread of God's hand in your mm. life, but that success doesn't bring security because this is the position you've always wanted and you still have to go to God nah. to feel secure. Absolutely. And there's something all day. Every that day. It, whatever it is you think is going to bring some sense of stability or security in your life. It ain't it. Mm-mm. What you have right now in Jesus mm-hmm. is all the security you'll ever need. And the more we lean into that, mm-hmm. the more the new thing that we think we want um, doesn't affect us, Absolutely. The, you know, negatively. Mm-hmm. And so, man, thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. I love you so much. I thank love you for you, being Jada. with Thanks us. Thanks for having me. I'm this excited. I know. Thank you, Tasha. Thank you, Jada. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure to leave a comment, leave a review, share, subscribe, all the things, and we'll catch you next time.